Okay, cool. All right, ask your goddamn questions about my drink. First of all, it's a good, good-looking cup. This is a cup from Roe, a patron of ours. He uh, sent it to me. If I you drink something hot, the dinosaur's skin goes away Ooh. and the bones come up. <gasps> so you're drinking cool. something cold. I am drinking something cold, yes. Are and you drinking would you like to uh, smell wait, it? Wait, wait, wait. It looks purple. I'm going to guess beet juice. Are you drinking Easter egg dye? <laughs> he scrunches his nose at it. <laughs> it smells like Easter egg dye. You look confused. I was. This is. I think uh, it's kind of beady. Do you want to smell it, Matt? No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> this is. Um, is it like uh, gazpacho, where you have to serve it cold? No, it's it, well. It is. It is a alcoholic drink. It's a hard kombucha with <laughs> hibiscus and lime. Hard kombucha. Hard kombucha. Kind of reminds me. Are of you wearing like... patchouli oil right now? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here, Alex? Nope. Oh, I hate those people. <laughs> I'm not gonna bathe for two weeks because I because I yeah. got I got a. Are you wearing Are you wearing your soul crystals? No. To ward off the bad no. spirits. Did you use a salt for your deodorant today? No, no, just regular deodorant. It's called uh, something. Is it called like organically a, wonderful? They, we don't make deodorant yet. Oh. How is uh, the, the salty list, nerd not using salt crystals as deodorant? I do have a couple salt crystals. I should bring them out. Joe Rogan has a giant one on his desk. I'm jealous. That thing's like four feet weird. tall. Weird ass. <laughs> hey, you know what? Say what you want about it, but I went. I accidentally got a diet coke the other day. Accidentally? No, actually, today. Yeah, accidentally. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we went to a vending machine, and my son was like, "I want a drink," and I was like, "Well, there's lemonade in there. Go ahead and get lemonade." And like the number was like 36, and he typed in 33, and I was like, "Oh crap! What's 33?" And it was a diet coke, <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't want to waste the money." So I, I like drank like maybe you know the bottle kind of gets tapered at the top. I drank maybe that first little couple sips, and like my stomach started to hurt. And my head started to get a headache, and I was like, this is not for me. And I just like yeah. threw it away. <laughs> this stuff doesn't do that to me. Keeps you regular. Well, I find that's, that's like something my grandpa would have drank. I find it interesting that it's alcoholic, though. Again, Alex is getting lit in the morning. <laughs> it's 4.5%. He's, he's like, he's he's like so my family's away. I need a drink. You know... That could be the sign that you have a problem. <laughs> Don't listen to him. Jude's like, I'm on your side. Do you want one? No, I'm okay. detoxing. Oh, that's I had, cute. I had, I had a rough weekend. Yeah, Jude did nothing but drink this weekend. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't even drink soda pop, and you're in here drinking booze before. Okay, 10. Captain Five shots in my coffee. <laughs> I have, to, I, have, I have to drink five shots of coffee to keep up with Matt. Mm, yeah, you got to get those zingers in there before he does. Dude, you dunked on him twice yesterday. I know I did. That was fantastic. I, I wish we. What happened yesterday? When were we at the coffee shop? Oh, yesterday? you were talking about the that intricacies. Monday. That was Monday. Yeah. What's today? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh Jesus! He was talking about the intricacies and the why do we have to know stupid <laughs> like shit fob. about the Star Wars fobs. <laughs> You're such a MacGuffin. And then I said, tricorder. <laughs> Tricorders can literally do anything. Everything and anything you need them to need do. Need a force field? Tricorder. Need to read somebody's like bodily fluids? Tricorder. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Jude's like, what the fuck is a tricorder? All right, 
Welcome to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. Today's podcast, we're going to be discussing Star Trek Picard, Episode 2, The Romulan Plot Against Starfleet, and a bunch of other stuff, HBO's Outsider, and uh, let me restart this whole thing because that was garbage. What are we talking about today? Yeah, you're not going to edit this out. I am. It'll just be. I don't think. Well, if it's his, if it's him that needs edited, <laughs> oh, if it's him that needs he'll edit it. Yeah. If it's us that needs edited, yeah. he won't. Yeah, yeah it's he'll fine. just leave it in there. It's Look at these idiots charming. that I work with. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing Star Trek Picard, Episode Two, the Super Bowl commercials. Who won that challenge? James Bond might actually look pretty good. And the WandaVision crazy bonkers trailer that we got, along with uh, Mulan going full crouching tiger hidden dragon, and a bunch of other awesome subjects. So stay tuned and thank you for listening. I am joined today by my podcast fellows, Matt Vader, master of all nerds, barbarian himself. I, I hate it when he calls me that. I really do. <laughs> hey, stop calling you his sidekick. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get the sidekick thing out of here. Welcome, master to, of all nerds. Welcome, Matt. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah, the coffee hasn't kicked yeah, in yet. He's only on his yet. second shot of caffeine. Oh yeah, he's got three more to go. I'm also joined by the ambassador of estrogen herself, Jude Juju. Welcome, Jude. Season ticket holder of ovaries. <laughs> How are you doing today? Ew. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Good. Welcome aboard. Like Vader's ew <laughs> upon hearing ovaries. It's just like female anatomy. Like, we bits. don't care about what's on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's nasty. Mulva? <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you uncomfortable, Mr. Lebowski? Does the word <laughs> vagina bother you? <laughs> Moist. <laughs> I'm also joined by Matthew Kadish, author of the Earthman Jack Saga. Good morning, Matt. How you doing? Good morning. Uh, today's uh, today's going to be a good day. We're going to talk about some cool nerd stuff. It'll and- be titillating. <laughs> You're just We're getting X-rated now. <laughs> You're just going to spend the whole podcast trying to make Matt uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I left that in last week know, just yeah. for you, buddy. <laughs> Boobs. Uh, all right, let's start with Picard, episode two. Um, the answer of questions episode. So we had all these questions from last week, and we kind of got a couple answers about the synthetic uprising, which was apparently just one one droid? No. It no. wasn't just one droid? No. Were they we, flying we, the we, ships? He was, we just saw the one droid. Yeah. But it was all the droids. All the First droids. off, you see a room full of like 50 of them, which yeah. was just in that one little section of the... Yeah. So obviously they have an army the of these things. Yeah. And they're like data lights. They were data lits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> data lings. Data ling. Yeah. And... Yes. Uh, so did you notice the eyeballs? Yeah, they got hacked. They got hacked. Yeah. So I'm assuming it would be by the Romulans? Well, we would, I don't know who would. I guess that's, no. That's you know a big what? mystery, right? I guess so because uh, one of the things that the admiral or commodore or whoever it was said was that the um, the reason and we'll discuss this too. The reason why Star Trek, I mean uh, Starfleet, bailed on the Romulan like rescue mission was because like like fourteen different species were like super against it mm-hmm. and they didn't want to save them and they were going to be like we're going to leave Starfleet if you continue this absurd mission. And I'm thinking that maybe one of those fourteen. Were the ones who sabotaged the rescue mission by blowing up Mars? Or it could have been the Borg. 
The Borg, you think the Borg are because they're kind of dormant though, and that's this whole thing with the Borg cube has got me super confused. Well, the the whole reason that the Borg is in the show so far, I think, is to justify that you know computer hacking. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, That whole that whole section really confused me. I had no idea what they were going. I don't think we're even supposed to know the answers yet because it's only episode two. Yeah, of the. That's pilot, fun. essentially. Like, Three-part pilot. But you brought up something interesting, and I'm a super huge fan of Voyager. I watch it over and over again forever. It's just constantly on repeat. And uh, you mentioned something about how there were no Borg cubes after, that came through Voyager, you know, went through that portal. Yeah. Got um, it was a Borg, there was a Borg sphere. But that no, got- I, I watched uh, a uh, YouTube video. It was one of those 10 things you might have missed or... Mm. Whatever and Watch ten cool things about Picard episode two and um, one of the things they said was that this this Borg cube was the cube that followed Voyager back in the in the series finale and I'm I instantly thought to myself I go that's not right so I actually went and watched <laughs> that that episode again yeah. and it was a sphere that came through and it got demolished to instant it came yeah. out of the yeah, because Starfleet thing. knew they were coming, and they like launched like a thousand ships no, in that direction, right? Voyager blew it up from inside. Really? Yeah, I thought there was a bunch of. Sh- I yeah, can't. They I, might have, I, I, don't, this, I don't remember, but Voyager, this, they, it blew up, and then Voyager came out. Oh, okay. Inside. I have this vision uh, in my head of of the end of Voyager, where they come through the portal, and like Starfleet's there to like. But uh, I watched. Them. I think what's what's that stupid show with idiot Wheaton that he hosts? <laughs> um, the Ready Room. The Ready Room, and they. Uh, I think they said that the, this 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 cube is actually in Romulan space. Yeah. Which. Well, that's why the Romulans have it, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's really no nothing that we've seen in the shows prior to this that explains where that cube comes from. <laughs> well, they call it an artifact because yeah, apparently a relic. relic. Yeah. Um, because it got disconnected from the Borg Collective, mm-hmm. and now it's just kind of like um, what do you call it? Uh, derelict. Yeah. And my guess is that so in this episode we got introduced into the Vosshaga, whatever. Like, yeah, the, sure. The Romulan secret police. <laughs> oh yeah, the yeah. secret secret police. The, se- the super, super secret. The, the double secret police. This is the the, 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 <laughs> the Tal Shiar, which are the secret police. Yeah. Don't even really know much about these guys. Yeah. So, so like, uh, and it's inferred that the Romulans have this like kind of. Um, section within them that is very distrustful of technology and so what this could be signaling is that the Romulans long before the Federation ever ran into the Borg uh, had a battle with this Borg cube or whatever and somehow defeated it and because of the Borg threat they instantly became very suspicious of all androids and stuff like that and so this is something that is not in canon, but happened long ago and is the genesis of this secret police that hates uh, synthetics. And so their reclamation of the uh, Borg um, derelict ship is basically them trying to study how to defeat this this uh, enemy mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So that's just me spitballing. That's what I can gather from what okay. they've shared with us so far. I don't think there's been any setup for it in previous um, series or anything like that that's that actually makes sense I don't, I don't mind that explanation if that's actually what happens uh that sounds pretty good to me if they i do know that uh the borg part of the alpha quadrant is the uh they border borg space on the so romulan if there, side if there was going to be a borg incursion it would happen there first. Oh, okay so that's good good 
Good According job, to the uh, nerd encyclopedia. Good canon so. junkies. I love that. That's good <laughs> stuff. Good information. Um, okay, so let's discuss the Starfleet um, debacle, bailing on the Romulan rescue mission. Uh, this explanation that we get in this episode, like I, I kind of mentioned before, um, a certain subset of Starfleet itself was totally against it, although they did support it at first. Um, the continued operation, I think they mentioned that it was just too much, too many resources going towards this mission and some of the, the bad blood left over with the Romulans and uh, several other species. Uh, they didn't like the idea of, of going forward with that, with rescuing them. So they had a choice to make, either let Starfleet dismantle itself because of this one, you know, rescuing this enemy of Starfleet and, and doing the right thing, as Picard rightly said. Um, but allowing Starfleet to fall apart. And that was the choice that they had to make. And that was, it was kind of just between a rock and a hard place. I, for one, really enjoyed that explanation of it. And to me, it made sense. I have a feeling like one of you guys might disagree with me. Kadish, what do you think about that explanation? I thought it was pretty weak. Um, <clears throat> like, I appreciate that they put it in there to try to justify, you know, this very stupid plot point that they've introduced <laughs> into the show. But, um, so, like, and, you know, Matt can probably back me up on this. The, the Romulans have, like, their own empire. It's multiple planets, huge fleet of ships. Yeah. So the idea that they couldn't evacuate their own planet on their own is kind of iffy to begin with. Mm -hmm. But the fact that Starfleet, um, you know, uh, would kind of give into that pressure because they've, they've done unpopular things before, especially in, in the name of peace, because... You know, helping the Romulans would have brought them into the fold. They could have said, like, okay, we'll help you, but you need to do these diplomatic concessions and stuff like that. Because Starfleet's always been about diplomacy. So the idea that 14 member planets would be like, oh, screw you guys if you help the Romulans, that doesn't really sit with me because they'd be, you know, you know you'd think that they'd want to, you know, somehow eliminate this threat by bringing them in diplomatically and making them play nice for a change. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I can appreciate that they tried to offer an explanation for it. I just didn't think it was a great explanation, especially considering the fact that, you know, you had this uh, this character who's now an, a grand admiral or – no, no, no. This this was the lady that Picard went to go see. Yeah, she was just an admiral. Oh, she was an admiral. Like, like, and funny enough, her character was like a helmsman on the Enterprise uh, in one of the original mm -hmm. uh, first seasons. Of, that is pretty cool. Yeah. That's a nice little callback. But, yeah, I like this kind of But, you know, she sits there and, and, you know, when Picard kind of gives her his pitch, she's just like the sheer effing hubris. Yes. So let's talk about and, that well, elephant let, in the let, room. Let, let, <laughs> go ahead. Finish your finish point. my point. Um, <laughs> so, like the, like, the whole thing just kind of seemed really – like hackneyed, like I, I hate to say it, but you know, like Akiva Goldsman, he's a terrible writer. Even though he won an Oscar, he's a terrible writer. Uh, this is the guy who did Batman and Robin, if you mm. want some type of reference for how good of a writer he is. The nipples. And it just feels like like, like the worst part about this episode for me was just the, the sheer level of lazy exposition that got dumped on us like from the very first minute of it. And, uh, oh, yeah. and I, I like to say that when people have to resort to throwing in F-bombs just when they're not warranted, it, it's just a, a sign that it's lazy writing because they can't be bothered to think of a more creative way to express that emotion or, the, or that, you know. That, I think that's that true word. of Tarantino, though, because he throws F-bombs everywhere. Well, it's a Tarantino movie, Tarantino though. uses it differently. But, like, if you look at Star Trek, we have 50 years of precedence yeah. here. And I remember when um, when Generations came out and, and Data said uh, shit. <laughs> 
like that was a big moment, but it was it was appropriate because he was confused. Yeah, he was trying to be. Yeah, and, yeah, but but it was also funny, and it was like a he said it at the right moment, and it had a great impact because you know you'd never heard a curse word in Star Trek before, and so like that I feel was done correctly. But dis- both Discovery and Star Trek Picard have now been dropping f bombs. And they've been doing them in the most slipshod, lazy way possible. Mm-hmm. Where like they don't even fit in the moments where where they're used. I mean, swear words just don't belong in Star Trek. Star Trek is supposed to be a family friendly show. Number yeah. one, um, they've actually explained it in Star Trek Four that people don't swear anymore. Mm. All in the new, you know, the double utopia. dumbass thing on you. Remember, it was like yeah. we just don't know how to swear anymore because we just don't find a need for it. Yeah. I mean, Kirk's like swearing. What's what's this? This is strange. You know, it just it's just they've evolved past the need to swear for, exp- for expletives. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how to really explain it. Like it, it I get it. It might have been but, justified in Discovery's timeline because that was before the original series. But by the time we get to Picard and the Next Generation, like you, you'd think that that was things would get better, not worse. Yeah, you'd, you'd think that they'd have moved past that. By now, I don't know. I, I, uh, let's get your opinion on the on the explanation for for Starfleet bailing on Romulans, and then we'll we'll talk about the swearing um, a little more. I I don't have a huge take on it. I think did it work for you? I, no, not really. <laughs> I, I just I think they're trying to uh, just set up some kind of thing where they're trying to. Um, can I can I take a gamble at this? Oh sure. Please. I think what he's trying to say is. That's dumb. <laughs> Does that sound about right? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, you know, it's, it's, they've always kind of paralleled the political climate of Sphere, the day yeah. that they're made. I think they're just trying to... There's probably some parallels that you can set up for the Romulans with there's supposed to be somebody today and, you know, and the Borg are probably supposed to parallel some stuff. But I don't know. Maybe they're just not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> Star Trek I, I, writer's not doing a good yeah, job. It's, it's, it's very confusing. <laughs> that never <and> happens. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's just kind of emblematic of the Kurtzman era yeah. of Star Trek, where ever since Discovery kind of premiered, we've had this this new generation of Star Trek writers. And it used to be that the writers on Star Trek were either legitimate science fiction writers, mm-hmm. or they were people who were kind of brought up through the the ranks of the show itself, and so like they had a great deal of respect for the show and the characters. And uh, you, you know, you saw that going pretty much all the way up up to Voyager, and then for Enterprise, I think they brought mm-hmm. in like a different set of of writers, and we saw how that show turned out. But with this one, like it really is the the Kurtzman bad robot J.J. Abrams um, kind of. Uh, stable of writers who are coming in and doing this stuff yeah. and they are just of a different caliber of of writing talent in the sense that they're they're nowhere close to what we they're we used to get different level of suck yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and and so like they're they're trying their hardest i know that the guy who was the showrunner on picard michael chabon he's like one of the great american novelists like he's a, a fantastic writer but for whatever reason so far i, I haven't been impressed with this show because i mean just in this episode alone, the first two scenes where uh, we've got Picard and his, I guess, uh, re- retired super secret assassin maid uh, <laughs> start doing their detective thing, and and you're you're you've got this weird that was, that was hard to watch. Yeah, the he, first twenty minutes of this episode was like super techno babble, so weird. Well, well, it was also weird in the sense that like they kept 
cross-cutting yeah. between scenes. And it was like, you have a scene that happened and then a scene that happened in the past. And then they kept cross-cutting between them. But they were having the same conversation. They were having the exact same conversation. So weird. And they were, and they were basically repeating themselves, but doing so in the dumbest possible way, because basically they were doing these exposition dumps uh-huh. that were just for the audience's benefit. Cause like, if you look at the scene where they show up at Dodge's apartment, uh, Picard is like, you know, she she starts doing this weird quantum uh, like, oh, rewind thing where yeah. you can well, see the past. Well, she had a fancy tricorder. Yeah, Matt. she had a fancy so. tricorder. <laughs> uh, um, but but Picard Picard tells her something that she obviously knows, and he obviously knows that she would know this, but she's but he's saying it because the audience needs to know it, and so he, he's like, oh, you know that it's illegal to do blah 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 in Federation space, and she, she's like, yes, I know it's illegal to do blah 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 in Federation <laughs> space. You have bad writing on full display in the sense that, you know, normally you'd, you'd want to have this stuff come out in a more organic way through dialogue, where you understand both these characters would already know this, and so you'd have to communicate it in a more intelligent way. But instead, they just went the lazy route, and I think that's Picard's um, biggest. Uh, problem as a show so far is just that it's 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 lazy writing uh where where they just put it out there for the audience and then move on um despite not respecting the characters instead of using the tricorder for for uh an example they've they've they use it as a crutch to move the story forward instead of as a piece of the hmm. But it was also time. incredibly just, convoluted. Yeah, that, just the, yeah. the dialogue. It was mixed very confusing. With the, I was mixed with the stuff. It was just. It was. It was just a, a bit much. There, too much. Yeah, it was terrible. But, but like the, their whole explanation about how the computer could accidentally um, mistake her twin sister for her, and that's how they're going to get past the mm-hmm. the Romulan secret police wiping any trace of evidence away. Like, like I, I was. I had to watch it like two or three times before I was like, wait a minute. Um, like, what did they say? <laughs> Um, all right, so let's talk about um, the f bombs. The f bombs. I think we're all pretty much in agreement that it doesn't really belong in Trek. Go ahead, Jude. I have nothing. You have what? nothing. Do, do you think it's okay to swear in Star Trek? I don't fucking care. Thank you. I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like how it was used. I didn't like its its placement. I think f bombs in general are too much for trek like you said you said before like trek's like a family-friendly show like mm-hmm. i can't watch the show with my kids and I, and i watch voyager and, and next generation it's on the tv all the time my yep. kids will sit down and watch it and we don't have to worry about it too much it's one of those things where the the creators of this show they're like oh we're on a streaming service we don't have to worry about nudity or or bad language or stuff anymore so let's just put it in there even though it mm-hmm. doesn't fit yeah because we can do it you know, like it reeks of that. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, like, I, I don't know if that's, that's like a studio mandate where they're like, Hey, why don't you throw in some language and sex so we, we can give people a reason to want to subscribe to our service or oh, something like it that. Just, that just tells me they don't know the product they have. Yeah. That's, that's not off. what we want. It's not what Trek fans You know what? Want. My wife is a super Trekkie, like way more than I am. And, uh, when she saw that she- scene, she got pissed. Yeah. She was like, how dare they talk to Picard that way? <laughs> she was like, oh, they did not just say that to him. That is <laughs> awful. Like, how could they? She was mad, legit mad. Well, uh, Laris, the uh, the Romulan maid, who's mm-hmm. also the super secret Cheeky spy fucker. assassin. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, she, she said the F-bomb yep. at the beginning. It was weird. I saw a clip. I think it was on Twitter from the official Star Trek Twitter page or whatever. 
that had that clip and it had subtitles and she said cheeky fecker well F-R-E-K. They, they, they just put that on there in, in, in yeah. the in the amazon um because i subscribed to to cbs through amazon mm-hmm. and the amazon closed captionings it, it said effort really yeah wow it's so weird can we talk about how boring this episode was? I wanted to try and get some positivity out of this episode. <laughs> uh, I didn't find it boring. I thought it was it was definitely heavy on the exposition. It was uh, a big setup episode for yeah. what's to come. Like yeah. it, it, especially after the first episode where they had so much action and stuff going on. This one just kind of felt meh to me. It's it's they're still setting stuff up though. Yeah, yeah. episode two. This we, is a, this is a three part pilot. Can we also talk about like how I can't tell the Romulans apart from the I, <laughs> the Vulcans? Like I, I have no idea. I, I, I disagree with that. I think I can. It's pretty. And except so, for the fir- except for Picard's maid that lives with him, she's the only one that I think they've maybe humanized a little bit too much. But everybody else, I could tell. Well, the when they introduced Commodore O um, later on in the episode, I legit thought she was a Romulan. She is undercover. Well, she's an undercover Romulan who looks just like a Romulan. No, she looks like a Vulcan. She doesn't have the head. Ridges. She doesn't look like a Vulcan to me. Like she didn't act like a Vulcan. Like I had no idea what her species so. was. And it was <laughs> funny because when I first watched the first episode, I thought that uh, Picard's two helpers were Vulcans. I was like, wait a minute, they're not acting like Vulcans. <laughs> so I, I just get so confused because there's no like, at least in the Next Generation, like all the Romulans had like bowl cuts and stuff. Yeah. And, like like you you knew the difference between them and, and Vulcans. And here I'm, I'm just like, like, who are these species again? Like, I can't tell them apart. It, it can get difficult with uh, a couple of the characters, but the one, the one that I, uh, I, I disagree with is the, um, the grant of uh, the Commodore. I, I think it was fine. It made sense because of the, the plot device afterwards that they're undercover. Like, yeah, she's, she seemed to me like she was acting like she was pretending to be Vulcan. Like she was very, she was trying real hard not to get like, upset but her tone was kind of giving it away for the audience to realize like she's not something's not quite right with this lady i don't know why the rest of starfleet doesn't realize that but she's just uh, i mean it's like the laziest an, undercover she, job <laughs> ever <laughs> it really is yeah it was fun i like the human one though the human lady that was a uh, undercover vulcan i thought or undercover uh, romulan i thought that was pretty cool and the, this whole plot that they're trying to like take over starfleet are you think it's because because Starfleet bailed on them, they're trying to like come in. I don't, in I don't know it. if they're know trying if they're, to take over. Yeah. I think they just have they have an agenda. People in a strategic some places serious. that have been there for a very long time. Yeah, some serious high ranker. Yeah. I mean, Commodore O is supposedly has been in Starfleet for probably thirty years, so she's had a long assignment. Yeah. You know, you don't just become a Commodore. You, yeah, you have to work your way up. You start at the bottom up. and work your way up over a career. And, you know, an alternative to this is that, you know, they're not undercover Romulans. They're actually a part of Starfleet that, you know, has their own agenda, like almost like a Section 31 type, like, you know, sleeper cell type thing. Because, I mean, there was no direct connection to the Romulans. Like, they're running an operation on the Romulan um, board cube. But we haven't gotten any information that they're actually – you know, a Romulan, you know, sleeper cell, basically. Yeah. So, we, we, like, we still have a lot of questions left to be answered. Yeah, I I could say some stuff, but I'm going to not comment. There was a... Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something that I liked about this episode. The ending scene with Picard and this new character that he goes to seek mm-hmm. for help, that was an awesome scene to me. I, I laughed. I was like, yeah. get out of here. I don't want to see you. She's holding a gun to him. He turns around and says, the Romulans are, are plotting to take over Starfleet. She's like... What kind of wine do you have? <laughs> I thought that was a great moment. It really, it just because we're we're just now being introduced to this character, it felt like they had a history, 
And I really enjoyed that about that. And I, I enjoyed yeah. that little scene, that little interaction. So that was, that was something that was kind of set up in the supplemental material that, <laughs> that nobody would look at. But, uh, there's the three part comic book. Uh huh. That's just like people never read. <laughs> that's her up, you know, so you know who, who, who she is. She oh, okay. was, she was her, his first officer. Oh. On the Verity. The ship is called the Verity. During the whole Romulan escape plan thing. Oh, okay. And she was Starfleet's like number one Romulan expert. So she's way into oh. Romulan culture and society and everything. And they had some kind of falling out, of course, which wasn't in the comic book, but I'm sure it'll like, and that also sets up, uh, Laris and her husband, who they are in, in relationship to Picard and why they're with him. But I'm not going to get into that because it doesn't matter. That's a deep cut. But um, Jude's Jude's crying out of yeah, boredom. It's like I want to talk about stuff I, I know about. This. All right, that's enough out of Picard. Uh, final thoughts: Did you enjoy this episode? Yes or no? Nah, I don't have a judgment on it yet. Okay. I want to, I want to see all three episodes of the pilot first. Okay, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It had some good moments and it had some some bananas. Hard it's just to, hard it's to just more. Over, hey, here's a new character and here's a little bit more of. What the story is going to be about this season? Here's, here's some f bombs. Okay. Here's an f bomb for you. Yeah, here's <laughs> I some, hope that's the only. Here's, one. A, here's a magic tricorder. I know it won't be, but I really hope that's the only one. Matt, did you enjoy this episode? Yes or no? Uh, yeah, I was underwhelmed. Okay, all right. Cool. I didn't Moving. hate it, but I definitely didn't enjoy it. All right, welcome to the show, Jude. We're going to move on to uh, to HBO now. <laughs> We're going to be discussing uh, the Outsider episode five. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll stop playing with the dog now. The, the, the <laughs> keeper distracted. The tear drinker, right? Yeah, the tear drinker. Episode five of the Outsider. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, Jude, on this episode? Did you enjoy it? Did you like? It's getting a little bit deeper into the lore, and it's you're we're kind of. Yeah, I'm still into it, but I'm getting a little frustrated with the powers of the bad guy. Yeah. See, like, I, I mentioned it was a little the, overpowered. The manipulation aspect, like he can manipulate people's dreams, but he's just going into all these other people's dreams and not going straight to Ralph to scare him. Like, I don't understand. It's stupid. It's like third party yeah. frightening. Yeah. I'm going to have a little girl scare you. But, but I'm going to have your wife scare you. At the end of the episode, uh, he, he sees his dead son in his dreams. Do you think that that could be... That's definitely a manipulation. Yeah. yeah. So like but, maybe he is. But it was kind of a good message but though. Like, he was like, Dad, why you need to now? Let me go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't understand either. You got you little girl, you gotta tell this cop that you don't even know <laughs> I, his name. You gotta tell him to stop. It, it it's seems stupid. like it seems like he's he's almost out of desperation. Like he's worried that he's actually gonna get caught this time around. Like this guy's not letting go of the case like the others maybe because he's obviously done this a bunch of times. So he's probably ran into the situation before. He was able to scare him off, but for the, some reason, this dude is not running away. I guess, yeah. I guess my thing with this is, why does Mr. Boogeyman care? He's obviously been doing this for thousands of years through right. history. Why, why wouldn't he What just is some move stupid on? small town cop going to do to him? He's a mythical creature. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Why wouldn't he just move on? And then why isn't he controlling? Why didn't he just decide to control Ralph like he's controlling Jack? Yeah. Why bother with Jack at all? Yeah, he's a nobody. What is the point? Okay, I'm done. Go ahead, Kadish. What's your what's your theory behind this? He's so school us all. He's always doing this, by the way. He's always like just taking a guess at something <laughs> and being right, and then completely ruining a series for me. He, he has a different brain than the rest of us. I know. He, does. he works a little differently. That's his thing. That's why we have him here. 
So my theory is that it's obvious that the Baba Yaga or whatever the, the creature is. El, El Coco. El Coco. Uh, he gets his power from, from grief and suffering and pain. And at the end of this episode, uh, Ralph, uh, Ben Mendelsohn's character, he has a dream where he sees his dead son. And his dead son's telling him, hey, you need to let me go. You need to let me go, Dad. Hmm. And a, a big part of his character up to this point has been dealing with the death of, of his child. And so I think that his child might have been trying to give him a message that if you eliminate that grief and pain from your life, you have some type of power to defeat this evil creature who showed up in his mother's dream. And so I think that if if one of the great things I loved about this episode was like we, we got some puzzle pieces put in place as to how the creature works where he goes to like some derelict forgotten place mm -hmm. close to the grave sites and he kind of feeds off of the, the pain and of the gr family. grief of the family. And so I think that um, he's worried about Ralph simply because he sees that um, he could be someone who actually heals from his grief and that, you know, that purity is a threat to him. Um, so I, I feel like it's, it's less about the investigation and more about the content of the guy's character and um, that's one of the reasons why the um, El Coco is so worried about him. So that's just my theory. Hmm. Solid theory. Matt, what did, you, did you watch this episode? I did. What did you think of it? It was dumb. It, it does, it, this, this, I'm, I'm almost over this show. I'm, I'm really only watching this show now because we talk about it on this show. Yeah. It's, it's, I, it feels like it's going a little slow. It's, huh? just, it's, it's, it's not in my wheelhouse at okay. all. I'm not a Stephen King guy. This this isn't my thing. I'm intrigued, but they better start. It's 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 slow. Yeah, it's boring. I and it's like it's just not my thing. Hmm. I don't have much else to say about it other than I okay. wish it was over. That's funny. <laughs> I, I really like the slow pace to this. I, I feel like every episode gives us a small piece of the puzzle, and it's slowly kind of coming together. And because it's slow, it gives you the opportunity to kind of theorize about what's going on or what's about to happen and stuff like that. Uh, and the interesting thing is, is the the female private investigator, I forget her name. Holly. Holly. So, like, she's going around and she's buying into this supernatural mm. bend on things. And the other characters um, aren't going to buy into it right away. And so, like, it's going to be interesting to see how they start reconciling this stuff. Uh, and we saw in the trailer for the upcoming episodes that, you know, they're, they're going to be, like, struggling with it. But uh, I, I feel like it's almost like shows like lost and stuff like that, where they put out these, these really out there mysteries. And, uh, and those are like wanting to find out the answer. To those is what draws you into the show. I just love the atmosphere of the show. Like the, the creepy music, the, the slow pace. Like there was a, some shots at the beginning of this episode where they showed like this, uh, we have this cat clock in our house where like the, oh, the yeah. eyes move when the tail swings and they sh kept cutting away to this one and it wasn't moving. It was just still, and for some reason, that creeped me out more than if it was <laughs> if the eyes were moving. Um, but there's like a lot of little things like that in the show. And, and the part where they discovered that the empty farmhouse where they discovered the guy's clothes was right across from where Terry Maitland's buried. And it kind of fits in with uh, Holly's theory of, uh, about the, all this stuff. Yeah. I, I, that was like a holy shit moment for me. I was like, wow. Oh, really? That was that that's a good reveal. Hmm. So uh, I'm actually I'm getting more into the show as it goes along. The whole See, I thought the I thought the whole barn thing was kind of silly because I got the impression that the barn was like 
an hour out of town and it was super far out of the way and it was such a huge pain in the ass to have to go to the barn and investigate yes. these clothes and oh look it's a half mile outside of town by the by, <laughs> by the, the cemetery, cemetery. <laughs> but that made no sense to me again it's just i mean i know that's probably the exact opposite of your reaction but i thought that was stupid and and it was just like they made a pretty big deal about they that barn. did it's like i don't want to go clear that barn the barn's clear hell in another yeah. country or something is the impression <laughs> you get from it and it was just it's like oh there it is have right outside thought, town. Any, any oh, thoughts on this? One of Kadish's theories just answered one of my questions. Now I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I kind of see both sides. I am intrigued, but I'm kind of with, with Vader over here. I'm, I'm like, all right, guys, you got to start picking up the pace a little bit or I'm not going to be interested anymore. Another thing I really loved about this episode was um, we actually got to hear El Coco talk. Oh, and, yeah. like, and like when he when he showed up, like he showed up, I think, three times in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he when he was talking to uh, to Ralph's wife, it was so creepy. I loved it. Yeah, that like, was, like, it was just so. There was a scene foreboding. There was an oh oh shit moment for me in this uh, episode where the uh, the lady was having a dream about her son, and she heard him heard something. She grabs her gun and walks into the bedroom, yeah. and then she just freezes. And you see this hooded figure pick up the baby and like walk away. Like that freaked me out. Like I had a, I was. Yeah, so like uh, I really like the scene where Jack refuses to hold the baby because he knows that El Coco uh, would do something terrible to it, and he doesn't want to risk like doing something bad to so it. So is it like a virus? Like it's transferable to people if he he's under control, but if he touches the I, baby, I almost feel like it's a Renfield Dracula thing because uh, like we saw the, the, the him we saw the, the brother of the guy who uh, killed himself in prison, yeah. and he had the same kind of mark on his neck mm-hmm. that that Jack does. So it's obvious that the uh, El Coco can inf- can exert some type of influence over certain people if he has direct contact with them. Yeah. So, so how much? Yeah, that that brings into question the, the point that Jude made is how much power does this guy have? Because he was controlling this dude that was in another state. Um, I don't think and, he necessarily controls them. I think that he inflicts pain if if they do stuff he doesn't like. Well, no, he no, threw he, Jack to the ground. Yeah. And he he also that guy that was out of state the the young guy uh, that we saw in this episode he was the one who caused the traffic act or the traffic jam that delayed the uh, the PI to get to where she was going. Remember she's like, oh, I'm not going to fly, I'm going to drive, and then she gets in this traffic jam that's caused by the boogeyman's you know little minion. And I, I was like, how omnipotent is this guy? He just knows everything. Like, oh, she's going to jump in her car, so I have to cause an accident to make sure that she didn't, can't get where she's going. I got the impression that it was less about stalling Holly and more about tying up the loose end of his minion. Really? See, I got the impression that that guy was operating outside of uh, El Coco's influence because he wanted to be free from that influence. So he didn't I think it was he, a coincidence? Well, he, he didn't have a loaded gun. He wasn't going to kill that guy. I think he wanted someone to kill him mm-hmm. um, so he could be free. Because like when we saw him in, in the cemetery, when Holly first runs into him, he's, he's like, he fucked over my brother and he fucked me over. And, so, and then he walks away. And so I got the sense that he was just someone who was overridden with guilt for his involvement with what happened with those children and his brother. And so he wanted to. The only way he could be free from the influence of El Coco was to was to die. Yeah. And so, like, that's what he did. Um, I, I mean, like, I I totally until you just said it, I, I didn't put together that that was the cause of the traffic jam that Holly was in. <laughs> be, because, like, didn't her her car die too? Yeah, her car so, died. So, but the, I think the reason her car died is because it was sitting in a, in the same spot for so long. Just and she never heated. Or 
Yeah, I mean, she wasn't driving a Lexus or nothing. It was like some yeah. cheap, crappy car. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. But yeah, we've, we've got like a lot of different subplots going in the show that, you know, we, we've got uh, the, the face of El Coco that's been drawn by two people so far. And, and Ralph's kind of putting that together. We've got the strip club manager who uh, we suspect uh, is going to be El Coco's next victim. Um, and probably like uh, the cop's baby is going to be like the target. <sighs> That's going to break my heart if they move forward with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, the, there, there's a lot of stuff going on here that it's kind of setting the stage for what's to come, and I find it all very fascinating. All right, cool. Final thoughts on episode five of The Outsider. Vader. Meh. Meh. Uh, okay. Jude? <laughs> I'm still into it. Okay. Kadish? Loved it. All right. I'm on, I'm on the fence. Uh, I, I'm, I want it to be a little bit quicker paced. Let's, let's pick things up. I'm bored. Yeah. Um, all right. Zombies. This show, I want zombies. This show, you just straight stopped watching Avenue five. I'll binge that one. And it's done. Yeah. Speaking this, of zombies. Speaking of zombies, floating dead people. Um, his arm broke off. Now it's orbiting his coffin. Oh, so God. cool. This show, this episode got me a little bit more. Uh, I, I found it funnier than the last two. Um, I, I, there was some moments that were just like, like the realization that the captain was actually captaining a crew that wasn't really a crew. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. I knew that was that. So you guys are on three, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. That was hilarious, man. I was I was laughing out loud at that point. Yeah, I, 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 like, are I, you serious? <laughs> I, I like, like, he was like, 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 why are you here? He's like, I'm a model. I just look good. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I adjust the lights. Actually, there's there's a little technique yeah. to it. She's to like, I'm a hand model, so I'm actually qualified for this. <laughs> I also love the part where, where she's like, you know, I've been in character for four weeks now, and it's really taken its toll <laughs> creatively. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And, and the explanation was like, Judd wanted a hot crew of engineers, and nowhere on that Venn diagram do those two things <laughs> <Yeah>. intersect. <laughs> It's impossible to find hot people that know science. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Funny. And it, it was a fantastic reveal too, because at first we thought that he was the like the captain was the only imposter. Yeah, because he's an actor who's just pretending to be a captain, and so he was like, "Well, but I'm surrounded by all these qualified crewmen, so like I can pull this off." Yeah, and then once he finds out that his crew is completely fake. And they, there's actually no one on the ship who actually knows what they're doing. <laughs> he, he's like, he's like, oh my god, we are so screwed. Yeah. I, I, and I just love that reveal where he's going through, and and they're like, we thought you were steering the ship, and he takes the steering wheel, and he's like, look at this. He's just moving it left and right, like willy nilly. He's like, it does nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone was acting. Yeah, and they open up the hatch and all the real engineers are in there like cockroaches. <laughs> He's like, what is this, a betting syndicate? <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of funny moments in this episode. Actually, I, I enjoyed this one much more. It kind of got me back on board on this show. So uh, I was happy about that. And I love the fact that they made Karen like yeah. the uh, ambassador to the crew. The crew ambassador. And, and she like hates the idea at first. And then she's like, but we'll give you this suite. And she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and then she goes and she spins the uh, – okay, so this engineer dude that, that came up with the six-month thing, mm-hmm. he was just totally full of, full of shit from the beginning, right? Well, well no. Um, basically, if you watch the, the, the beginning where he's kind of going over the numbers and um, the other engineer corrects him where he, he, he's like he 4,500 people and she's like, actually it was 5,000. You see the look on his face be like, oh. And so like basically he didn't take into account the 500 lottery winners that were mm-hmm. additional uh, – their weight – and so he was like, oh, well, it's actually, instead of a six-month timeline, it's actually going to be three years plus six months because of the extra weight. And and everyone's like, wait, what? <laughs> and like, or 
You know, you know what I'm about to say. <laughs> we could just kill yeah, them all. We could just kill them. <laughs> we could just get rid of we 500 people. We could just get rid of that extra weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get rid of the 500 people. Uh, yeah, there was that was a pretty good moment. I was confused, though, because he said six months the first time, and they were like, whoa, no way. And then the lady was kind of skeptical. She's like, this guy's numbers are kind of off, usually. But now, so because of the 500 people, it's tacked on an extra three years? No, no, or no, it, it was always three years, and now he tacked on an extra six it months? Was, it was always three years, but he, because of his calculations, he, he was getting the six-month time frame, but he thought the six-month time frame meant it was going to be a six-month okay. journey. But instead, it was adding six months to the original three okay. years. This still sounds like bullshit because they don't have thrusters on this giant. What does weight have to do with anything in space? But, well, oh, mass. Mass, yeah. Because they're using the gravitational pull of the planets and the moons to get around. So if you change the mass, it's the same thing, same reason why. I'm, I'm not going to get all tricky. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> well, it's, <fine. laughs> it's the same reason why, like in real, like when they bring back moon rocks, they can only bring back so much because they can't, yeah. they can't hold but, that much weight. But it's funny because, like, you, you now have like four corpses orbiting the ship, <laughs> and they're all starting to break apart. Yeah, and and uh, and you, you know, there's there's a scene where uh, the captain's talking to Karen. He's like, "It's scaring the children and the women <laughs> and the men." <laughs> It's scaring everybody. <laughs> like there are a lot of good things in this show. Like it, it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it's it's like when you think about what it is it's they actually funny say. Moments, yeah. She's like, it's really cool, huh? Science is cool, and he's like, no, <laughs> no. it's terrifying. <laughs> and Judd's whole like uh, rescue plan thing with the the protein oh, balls. The, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, and, is this an Earth sized protein? Yeah, ball? And, and, and Matt Matt's there, and he's he's like, wait, the shuttle's the same size as the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he like bites into the earth and like spits it out. He's like, okay, happy. And he he's like, wait, did you just destroy the earth or cut the ship in half? <laughs> and then the lady's like, use your imagination, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, it's always like I'm watching the show and I kind of chuckle at things, but it's always funnier when we talk about it and I remember what they say and then we all kind of it's it's we funnier. should be watching this together. Yeah, we Veep, definitely Veep should. was the same way though. Like, Is you, it? like you'd watch Veep and it's all the humor's very dry and subtle. And then when you're talking about it afterwards to people who watch the episode, you just start cracking up yeah. when, when, you're, when you're like recalling because certain you're, parts. Matt, Vader, you're even starting to laugh when we're t- discussing the parts that it's like it sounds. Oh, I'm funny. sure it's. I'm sure it's funny. <laughs> yeah, and the part where uh, is it Karen? Is that her name? The the crew ambassador. Yes. Yes, Karen. Like like the uh, meme, the walking meme. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she she finds out that it, it's going to be a three three and a half year journey, and so she has to go to the the. The rest uh, of the, the promenade yeah. where, where all the, the um, passengers are. And she's like, they told me it was going to be five years. And I said, no, that's inex- unacceptable. <laughs> I said, I want it in three. And they came back with three and a half. You're welcome. <laughs> and everyone starts applauding. And then there's this one guy, dude, like, wait, what, what, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, he's, he's like, if, if they could do it in, in three and a half, why did they say five? And, and her husband stands up and he's like, hey, Nobody knows, <laughs> but she does, and we don't need to know why. <laughs> and everyone starts clapping again. Yeah, and I love it when they're uh, complaining about like all the shit that the uh, the workers on the ship are doing. Like somebody put an asshole on my bed this yeah. morning. And oh yeah, it's a somebody, folded somebody towel. Somebody called my my son a pig, and there was there was gum on my pillow. What about my pig son? <laughs> and he's like, well, in the Chinese culture, pigs are a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 it, it's funny because it does seem like there's like a slight crew revolt going on. Yeah, because definitely. All the maids are like being like really rude to people. Yeah. 
and stuff. It, it's almost like now that they know that they're like going to be stuck with them for longer, they the like, niceties are going yeah. away now. Yeah, and you can see like it's starting to get to the point where we're going to have these Battlestar Galactica, Lord of the Flies <laughs> scenarios where like like just you know civilization breaks down on the ship and if, they're going to have to deal with it. If the show goes that direction, that will legit get my attention. That sounds but, hilarious. But that part where she puts the the towel down on the bed and they're like, it looks like a sphincter, <laughs> and, and she's like, no, it's it's a rose, and they're like, no, it's an asshole. Look at it. <laughs> Matt takes a picture of it. He's like, he's the like, puckering is amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful. The talent the of workmanship. this workmanship. <laughs> oh, I got to watch it again. <laughs> We're getting you back on board, huh? Uh, pun intended. <laughs> All right. So go check out Avenue 5. It's actually starting to get funny for me. The second episode was a bit of a, a low spot, but this this one was kind of made up for it. So uh, I'm enjoying this. And I, I legit hope that it's true that they go Lord of the Flies with this yeah. and people just start killing each other. Like that would make my day. I don't know if they'll kill each other, but like it'll definitely be like some very awkward scenarios. <laughs> um, like, like you, you know, when the captain met with... Uh, with Karen and she's like, uh, just so we're clear, coitus is off the menu. And he's like, that's a very strange menu, but okay. <laughs> and I think he's just going to be drunk for the rest of the yeah. season. Oh, man. And we got to he's learn that, that before he became a fake captain, he, he was a vin- Vintner. Uh, Vintner. Yeah. <laughs> like a wine connoisseur. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he's in like this weird, like, Three-way marriage. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the two gay guys? No, it, it, was, was, a, it was a, a man woman. and a woman. A man and a woman. Okay. That, yeah, that was an interesting reveal. And his, his accent keeps fluctuating throughout <laughs> each episode. <laughs> She's he, like, oh, he, does champagne make you British? It's <laughs> like, like, you apologize three times. You are British. <laughs> yeah, there are some good moments in this show. All right. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl commercials and the trailers that we got from that. We got uh, WandaVision, Winter Soldier... Uh, Loki, Mulan, and James Bond teaser trailers uh, throughout the Super Bowl. Black and then, Widow too, right? Uh, yeah, they did do a Black Widow treat. I think it had. It didn't have any new uh, scenes in it, though, right? I'm pretty sure it was all just remixing of the original trailer. Oh, there were some shots in there I hadn't seen before. Really? Okay. Maybe there was. Um, but we'll talk about those, and then we'll discuss uh, the actual commercials that we got. Let's, you know what? Screw it. Let's talk about those first. <laughs> Jason Momoa's commercial. Yeah, that messed me up. <laughs> Did that break your heart? That's my head up. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I've watched it about seventy-five times. Have since you then. really? Yeah. Oh and God. then I have watched all of the behind-the-scenes footage of the making of the commercial. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they put that out. That's pretty mm. funny. That was that was a weird commercial. I was watching it. I'm like, what are they? Where are they going to go with this? And he starts taking his arms off, and he's like super skinny. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> the part where he took his hair off was oh, what that got was, me. That awesome. was the part. Like, like when that happened, I was like, oh my god. I yeah, love this, the like, end giant when, comb over. Yeah. I love the end when he's trying to lift, yeah. and his wife is just holding it one hand, and she's yeah. like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. It's just, it's just a bar with no weights on it, which yeah. if people don't know, that's only 45 pounds. <laughs> he's like, take it, take it, take it, take, take it. it. <laughs> That that's it's like funny. me working out with Jude. Just be like, take it. Take it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Where's the Stairmaster? <laughs> Good job, baby. <laughs> You're doing great. It's like, I'll just take that from you now. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. And uh, I think... it was. What was that for, though? It was for like State Farm, right? Yeah, State Farm or something. Oh, like no, that. it was Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it was all about how he can be himself at home. Yeah. And it turns out himself is like a weekly sanctuary. balding, yeah, <laughs> weekly balding, with a scraggly uh, beard. And yeah. yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Walmart won the day for the Super Bowl Walmart commercial. Was pretty good. It was pretty good. They had all, like I couldn't believe that they got all those properties in, and they did this once before. And it wasn't Super Bowl commercial; it was something else. But they had like Jurassic Park and everything in there. 
I didn't see this. Uh, you didn't see the... Oh, man. I oh, yeah. They had throwbacks for uh, Mars Attacks yep. and all of the Alien movies. Um, that one that I cried through the whole time. <laughs> oh, uh, Arrival? Yes, that one. Yeah, they had Arrival. Where you, where you ugly cried? Oh, ugly cried through the whole thing. Start <laughs> really? to end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, like, like, like from the minute that movie started, she just started bawling. I was just... <laughs> oh, my God. The whole movie. They had that. They had uh, Bill and Ted, but without Ted, it was just yeah. Bill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he showed up in the phone bills. And Keanu was like, cost too much. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like Walmart couldn't splurge for Keanu. <laughs> um, there, yeah, there was a bunch of of cool little nerd like pop culture references. In uh, that commercial. Cheetos, you can't touch this. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And what was the dude on like the flying um, uh, ski do? The water jet ski. Remember, he was flying in the water jet ski, and he's I like, I saw that and there was all the eagles. We were behind on the him. phone for part of that because I was out of town, oh. and uh, we we were on the phone for part yeah, of no, that. No, I thought I don't know if it was like He Man or something. Does He Man have a flying jet ski? No. <laughs> um, oh, that was wasn't that Walmart? Master of the something? Yeah, the it was Kingsbury. Walmart. Yeah, 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 that was uh, uh, Thor, right? No, no not Thor. Thor. Um, oh no, that what you're talking about? Flash, the Flash Gordon. guy from Flash Gordon. That yeah. was Flash Gordon. Yeah. yeah. Oh geez, I'm, yeah, no. Didn't. That was like the guy who played Flash Gordon. Yeah. Was it really the yeah. same actor? Yeah. yeah. Did oh. you ever see Ted? The the teddy bear movie was yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. No, yeah. I never watched. Oh. Of course, that movie came out when. Before you were yeah, watching long, the planet. Long before. <laughs> we're talking about Flash Gordon. Okay, fetus. <laughs> Did anybody cry at the Google commercial? Which Remind me what the Google commercial was. It's the Google, show me all of these memories of my dead wife. Oh, no, I oh, didn't. Christ. Oh, my God. It was so heart-wrenching. Was it? I, it was like, hey, Google. Terrible. Like the Google assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, show me pictures of, I forget her name. And it would show it would show pictures of his his wife that had passed. And it was like, and like his memory was fading too, and he was like, "Google, don't let me forget that her favorite flower was this." Google, don't let me forget that oh she always God. snorted when she laughed. It, I was crying. That's awful. Yeah, <laughs> people loved it. They sounds, ate that shit up. That Old abysmal. people can sell it does sound shit abysmal, like nothing. Oh, I can't. I can't. I have a hard time with this conversation because my phone's been ringing number one the whole time. Has it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you okay? But uh, no, I was at work during the Super Bowl. Oh, you didn't get to watch any. And of it? I. I didn't get to watch any of the, the commercials or the trailers. I, I saw some of them on YouTube, but mm-hmm. I'm just kind of. Did you catch the WandaVision one? I, I I caught a video of all the trailers. Oh, okay. Kind of like spliced together. And um, there wasn't much in there that I, <laughs> I thought was even worthy worth talking about. Really? To be honest oh, with you now. I thought, okay. Maybe, kind of. I'm stretching <laughs> a little bit, but I think the two that got me the most were. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. I like the fact that they're going back with the villain from Civil War, and they're they're revisiting him. I, li- I he's my favorite villain from the MCU. Like Nemo. I thought, what's his name? Nemo. Nemo or or Zemo or something Zemo. like that. Nemo. And uh, I I I love him because he won at the end of the day. You know, he's the only one to actually beat the Avengers and cause them to split, which which you know set the way off for all the other movies afterwards. But um, I just thought he was a super awesome villain, and I can't wait to see him on screen again. And uh, I was curious to watch um, Sam have to use Cap's shield because my understanding is that Captain America is the super soldier because of the super soldier serum, mm-hmm. and the same with the Winter Soldier. They both have superpowers. Sam is just a regular dude. Well, they so showed how, him um, practicing with the shield. Yeah, he's practicing with it, but how is he strong enough to get that thing to do Well, he's anything? working on his technique. Is he is he going to dope himself up? I hope he does because I'm not going to be able to buy that he's Captain America. I've, I've always kind of thought that, that shield was supposed to be like extra heavy. No, it's supposed right? to be extra light. Is it extra light, yeah. or was it just heavy and 
Steve Rogers can throw it around no, like it, it's made out of it, it tin. Was, it's adamantium, so it's yeah. uh, it's supposed to be super light but incredibly durable. Yeah, that, that's the. I always thought adamantium was heavy. Well, it's different. It's heavy in the X Men universe, but in the Marvel universe, it's super that, light. That bullshit doesn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you know, know because, man. Because, you know, that in, was the thing with, with Wolverine. Yeah. Because Wolverine was... Extra heavy. Extra heavy. Yeah. And, you know, if you got a, a big old round shield made out of that stuff, it isn't going to be easy to... In the, to, in the to, to MCU, in the MCU that we've established through the last eight, ten years or so, uh, it's ultra light material that also is extremely yeah. durable. It was designed by Howard Stark. Yeah. So... Huh. Okay. And that's the same thing with, with Chichala's uh, outfit, his his Black Panther outfit. It's like bulletproof, but it's ultra light and sleek. So and well, the, it all fits in like a little medallion the size of a quarter. Yeah, his, yeah, it's cra- yeah his it neck, just like right? grows. There's some crazy magic technology in those <laughs> movies. <laughs> and uh let's see, WandaVision. Okay, yeah, WandaVision look what do you guys think about this whole like they're going back to the sitcoms of the sixties, seventies, eighties? For us to even have much of an opinion, well, other than "ooh, they're doing some weird stuff with that." Well, you know, you know uh, so. Wanda's power is the ability to alter reality, mm-hmm. and she's had, in, in the comics at least, she's had trouble controlling that, and like the whole House of M thing, and you know, uh, basically, like she was the most dangerous mutant on the planet yeah. because she could basically rewrite reality. And so, I think that the whole basis for WandaVision is this idea that she loses control of her powers and she starts creating the, these like weird realities based off of, you know, sitcoms, sitcoms that yeah. she's watched and she brings vision back that way. And so like, she's trying to f- figure out a way to escape that reality, but also preserve vision so that he doesn't die again. So you think like in an attempt to bring vision back, she starts this c- cascading of like weird alternate it's realities. Possible. That's cool. That's actually that's very intriguing to me. In fact, that you know Jude's not a big superhero fan, but that was the one part of the trailer that she did kind of latch on to. Yeah. What are your thoughts on? I was into it. I liked all the throwbacks for the um, the old TV shows. I was like, ooh, Bewitch and <laughs> oh, Family Ties, and yep. it was really cool. I I liked it. I thought they did a good job. I hope they for stick with the that. few seconds that I saw. You, you know, it was it was a. It you was think, quick. You but. think each episode is going to be specific to each genre, or are they going to do? Is this trailer like in one episode? This all happens. I don't know, but even if they did like a bunch of different sitcoms in one episode, each episode, I think that would be really cool too. That would be. I miss Bewitched. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Seinfeld. I, used, I had like a huge kid crush on her. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, she was she was hot. gorgeous yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, I just right. wanted to be Andorra. Her and I dream of Jeannie. <laughs> I could see that. I dream of Genie, man. That was my jam. Yeah, but uh, the Loki one, we just got you know, just a quick, him quick saying, shot of him. Burn it's like, the oh, world. he looks like Joker. Yeah, it kind of does. Huh? <laughs> so he's he escaped in Endgame. Yeah. He disappeared with the Tesseract. But well, now this is, he's this is alternate Loki. But now <laughs> he's, yeah, now he's like uh, incarcerated. He's in like a jumpsuit from prison. Yeah, it, it looks like one of those um, Guardians of the Galaxy space prison type things yeah i don't know where they're gonna go with that so. i imagine we'll maybe find out in the December. next next uh, guardians movie right possibly or maybe oh, the thor film yeah thor love and thunder is that gonna that's gonna come out before the tv show does no idea okay we'll, no idea. we'll be lucky if we get any tv shows before well wandavision 2023 wandavision comes out in december i thought does it, it? Mm-hmm. isn't something come out in so a year from august now? august is is that Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. And then October is Mandalorian Season 2. And then WandaVision is December. 
So in the meantime, on Disney Plus, we just get so from now until June, a bunch of crap. We've got nothing. nothing. <laughs> well, we got Clone Wars, but yeah, Clone we'll Wars watch that in High School Musical. Two hours. What? We got the High School Musical. Yeah, no, no. Watching we, we've got uh, what's her name, Hannah Montana. Okay, Mulan. Jesus, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Mulan went full hidden dragon, crouching tiger, crouching tiger, hidden dragon uh, in this trailer. With her like jumping off of horses and kicking spears. No Mushu, no money out of my wallet. Really? Nope. Mushu means that much to you? I, I do not like these live action hmm. money grabs that Disney's making. I don't like them shit. if they're like pace for pace copies. I, I like the idea that me. this is different. I like that they have Jet Li and Donnie Yen and they're doing like the full Chinese cinema thing where people are like running up buildings and stuff. I like that. Yeah, as opposed to being a remake of the Disney Mulan cartoon, this appears to be a lot closer to the original like historical poem that the the legend's based on Mm -hmm. where it's a lot more serious because, you know, in in the poem it was um, Mulan, you know, she to to save her father and her uh, brother's she pretends to be a man and goes to fight in the war. And she's like in, uh, a soldier for like 13 years. Oh, really? And, and, yeah. And then like um, after it's revealed that she's a woman, uh, she uh, is basically um, ordered to become a concubine. And she ends up killing herself to avoid that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen in this movie. <laughs> it's Probably not. It's an uplifting story. But, but, but I mean, like, that was like... Be back the, on board now, Vader? Pure Disney. <laughs> that, was, that was the source material. Subscribe to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> and if you guys remember, they actually had to do, like, a big series of reshoots on Mulan. Because after the first trailer came out, I think there was, like, a lot of backlash against well, it. It was the actress said something about the Hong Kong riots yeah. and stuff like that. Some, uh, I, I think I there was something that before that, actually. But... Um, so, like, th- this movie has actually gone through a lot of reshoots. And so it'll be interesting to see how uh, different it is from what they originally kind of pictured it being. Yeah, we'll see. I- I'm, I'm but, in- but this is Disney's big kind of push to get a foothold in the Chinese box office. Don't they already have that? No. Oh. That's weird. All their Star Wars movies have bombed in China. Yeah, Star Wars is not a thing in, in China. It's a U.S. property. Jude, what did you think of the Mulan trailer? I'm with Vader. I don't care. Really? I don't need another Mulan. I also didn't need another Aladdin. And if anyone's listening, I don't need another Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid or any of them. They're making, you they're know, making Lilo watched, and Stitch. I watched the first <laughs> 15 minutes or I also so. don't need another Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you oh, want to fight now? <laughs> we're all, we're all going to go and see that no, together. <laughs> I said that yesterday. I was like, he's going to make us all go see this together, isn't he? Okay, so nobody cares about Mulan. <laughs> James, I, uh, anybody I, care I, about James Bond? I, I care nope. about Mulan. I thought Mulan looked pretty good. Actually. I thought it did too. I l- I'm a sucker for that Chinese cinema though. So, um, so are you guys the target demographic for these silly remakes? You gonna go watch Bambi when they do Bambi? <laughs> about Snow White and the and the Seven uh, Huntsman Diversity the, Challenge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seven white dudes living in a house by themselves. <laughs> I bet you anything we're going to have gay dwarf, Mexican or Hispanic dwarf, Latino dwarf, Chinese dwarf. Uh, we're going to have oh, every man. dwarf but white guy dwarf. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to be. But Snow White will. will Snow White. Snow White. Not the, yeah, oh, she'll yeah, be like. She'll a, be played by an African American. No, or, or she'll be Latino. <laughs> It'll be Zendaya. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck is, these movies, dude. Awful, I'm sorry. I, these, these, Disney nothing. sucks right well, now. It's like Ariel, the Little Mermaid. Uh, they yeah. Cast a, yeah, but she's from the Caribbean, actress. so it makes sense. That's the reasoning they're giving right now, anyway. I thought it's it was so because she was the best singer. 
Maybe that. I don't know. I thought it was because it was she was from the Caribbean. She had the best red hair. Uh, the red James hair. Bond trailer. I was James pre- Bond. pretty impressed with. Are, good. Okay. Glad. I'm. What was I, that? I, okay. I I'm glad that you thought that trailer was good. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm, okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm so. I'm so taken aback by something that Kadish likes. I'm just like, oh my god. Fried my brain for a second. It's Freaky Friday. Well, you know, Salty the, Nerd the, Podcast. The original trailer for um, No Time to Die, I wasn't all that big on, but I felt like this one, it was short enough, but it hit like all the right notes for me. So like I, I was jazzed after I saw it. Yeah, I, th- I liked it a lot. I think the cinematography was amazing. Some of the shots that they had uh, was gorgeous. And then just those like quick clips of like things that were happening during the movie. It looks, it, it's got me, man. I really, really want I, this I to I just like, they're in, an, they're in a jet that falls out of an airplane and Bond's like, you ready for this? And she's like, I guess so, are you? And he's like, yeah. And as it's falling, he's just sitting there like, 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 like super no chill. Yeah. Like he, he'd be like having a cup of tea as he's like falling in free fall in this yeah. jet. I like cool. that. I like the scene in the trailer where uh, they're being in a high speed chase and they like shoot this harpoon across this massive chasm and John Cena's chasing them from behind, and they that, go like. That's the Fast flying. and Furious. That's not James Bond. <laughs> oh. Fast and the, the same thing. <laughs> that's Fast Nine. No, no, it's not it's the like, same, same I thing. See Cena in that trailer. <laughs> like John Cena's in James Bond. Yeah, John Cena's. In He's killing it this year. He's coming out with all kinds of movies. But, but John Cena you can't see me. <laughs> Right. What's what's the name of uh, Vin Diesel? Okay, so John Cena is supposed Derailed. to be Vin Diesel's brother. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was, I just never knew about. That was a segue. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. But, but like they look like let's wrap this up. Come on. <laughs> they look nothing alike. They look nothing alike. And I love it. He's like uh, uh, watching like the first uh, movie or in the first trailer or whatever. You always hear uh, Vin Diesel. You know, I live my life a quarter mile at the time. And then he's like. I can't live my life a quarter mile at a time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> those Fast Nine, those those Fast and Furious movies are something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's they, like they've gone the, the very first one. I was I enjoyed. I thought it was a really yeah, good movie. It's Point Break. But man, they have gone down. They're, they're super. The massive yeah. giant rabbit hole. Yeah. Of all rabbit holes. It's like I can't watch them anymore. Really they're just they're just bad. so bad. It's, it. it I liked. I think I liked the one last one I saw. I liked Tokyo Drift, and the last one that I saw was like the one with the giant jet. And they were running down the the runway, an endless. Oh, runway. the giant runway that never. Ends. Yeah, the a giant runway that never ends, and the cars that have nineteen gears in their transmissions <laughs> they just keep shifting. <laughs> we need to go faster. All right, hold on, I got another gear. <laughs> Kadish and I are in the middle of a marathon. We're going to start Tokyo Drift as soon as we get home. If you want to uh, jump on the bandwagon, uh, yeah, like I had only seen the very first Fast and the Furious, and after seeing the wait, Fast you haven't seen these movies? No, he hasn't. After seeing the Fast Nine trailer, I, I was like, I want to see the evolution. Oh my of god. This Series. You will be amazed. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. too fast to die. <laughs> too fast, too furious. <laughs> That's the worst one. I'll give it. It's funny because like we watched the first two, and uh, the entire time I'm sitting there, I'm like, these truckers are real assholes, aren't they? <laughs> so like they don't stop. They're uh-huh. just like, hey, take my truck. They're they're like sitting there. They're driving the entire time. They're being attacked. And now, like, the funniest part of, of that movie was when they were like, the truckers are getting fed up. They're going to start fighting back. Yeah, the FBI is intimidated <laughs> is, of the truckers. They're like, listen, we got to do something or these hey, truckers man. are going to revolt. It's that trucker union. <laughs> got to protect those DVD that, players. Are you, is, are you throwing in that rock movie that they just came out with last year? Hobbs and Shaw? No. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a it's Fast and Furious movie. Well, it, it, it's a no, spin-off. It's a, it's a spin-off. But, you know, maybe we'll watch it. I don't know. 
<laughs> I haven't seen that either. It's, uh, but, but yeah, like, like, like the, the Fast and Furious franchise has evolved into like a super spy superhero yeah. type thing. It's very bizarre. They lost me when uh, when they were using Dodge Chargers to drag around like a 5,000-pound safe with no wheels, just dragging oh, it on asphalt. Rio de Janeiro? Yeah. Across the giant... Yeah, bridge. like yeah. breaking buildings down. I'm like, these cars would be in pieces. Like, yeah. this is not reality. It's pretty good stuff. <laughs> that was the last one of those movies that I actually watched in full. I think that was the first one with The Rock in it. Was it? Yeah, because he was a cop, right? And I he was like so. going up against him. It's funny. All the villains in these movies turn out to be on the team eventually. Yeah. They're like, yeah, these guys are pretty good. I guess I'll join your team. Maybe John Cena will join the team after this. <laughs> Maybe. I, I saw something on Twitter today about Fast 9 being the conclusion to the franchise. And I, was, oh, no. I, I was just like, there's no way. Why wouldn't they just stop they, at 10? They make nice money. Round number? People love well, these well, movies. It's Universal's only franchise right now. There's no way they're going to stop doing it. I'm, you know, They're, they're going to combine the Fast 9 with the uh, Six Underground world. That'd be pretty dope, Michael Bay. The, oh, Michael the, the Bay! Yeah. <laughs> they're just about in the same level yeah, of ridiculous. But Dom and, and uh, yeah, and uh, with what, Deadpool, yeah, with <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. You Deadpool. mentioned Ryan. Reynolds. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool in a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> yeah, right, what, mega what, crossover. What's that video game movie that Ryan Reynolds is coming out with? Uh, the new guy, the or new guy, free guy, or something. Or, like yeah, that. no, free guy. That that's it. That looks pretty good. I, that looks terrible. I don't know what you're talking about. You, you think Sonic looks good, but Free no, Guy doesn't? No, 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 no. Let me re- reiterate this for the millionth time. The only reason I'm going is because they changed the look of Sonic and they respected the backlash on Twitter instead of just calling everybody toxic. They were I, like, no, you're right. Let's change it. That has garnered enough respect for me to say, I'm going to go and see this movie. I'm sure my kids will love it, and that's all I really care about. <laughs> that's my grandpa would say. You can't put lipstick on a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so <laughs> maybe Quiet Place looks Quiet Place Two looks good. Yes, it does. It does look good. It looks. I haven't seen the first one though. It's on Amazon, so I'm gonna watch it. Come on, man. I know. I need to get on it. I've been uh, I've been rewatching The Office, so I'm, I'm catching up on my John Krasinski. <laughs> that show's great. I love that show. Kirby right. Enthusiasm is pretty good this year. I haven't watched it yet. I know. Sorry, I've been too busy recapping on The Office, which has been out for 15 years. <laughs> The first season of The Office, I didn't think it was very good, but it's, it gets really good yeah. as it goes along. Yeah, I'm on like season three right now. It's in its peak, I think. It's peak hilarity. What are so you guys watching? Before we go. Oh my God, the fight scenes in Star Trek. Uh, can we talk about the, the new Saw trailer? <sighs> no. Do we need to? I'm going to pull a Vader it. here and be like, it's dumb. It looks dumb. Nobody gives a shit about Chris Rock and, <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson solving some dumb murder are mystery. They make, are they making Saw movies now? It's not so, Saw. No, it's the intelligent version of Saw. It's called Spiral. Mm-hmm. No, so Chris Rock Chris Rock got the rights to Saw, and so he's producing a new movie to, to resurrect the franchise, and it's, it's being called Spiral uh, from the Book of Saw. And I thought the trailer looked pretty good, actually. Uh, I'll have to go check it out. I don't give a shit about I'll that. I'll check out the trailer. I don't give a shit about the torture porn. I watched the trailer because you sent it to me. I was like, oh, I'll check it out. And then I realized at the end, it was like, from the creators of Saw. And I'm like, Is it more nope. torture porn or is it? It kind of, yeah. It's, it's kind of uh, going back more to what the original Saw was, it looks like. It looks that, like it focuses a lot on the police investigation. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely more of an investigation movie. But there was a clip at the end where you see Chris Rock with some dumb contraption that he can't get out of without. No, he's, and then he pulls he, out he's a hand, saw. He's handcuffed to a pipe. And he has a, a hacksaw on his Who hand. Who was the guy that was at the desk with like the big blades in front of him? I don't know. We didn't see. No, oh, stupid. <laughs> Samuel motherfucking Jackson. <laughs> Language. My goodness. He's in everything. Doesn't count. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk more yes. about the commercials because there were some that I thought were terrible. Did you, Was there anything that you hated? 
I I I didn't watch. I don't know if it didn't interest me. If it didn't have a pop culture reference, I didn't watch the whole thing. What did you think of the Brian Cranston one with Mountain Dew? I didn't see that one. Oh, it was so creepy. They were doing creepy. A, yeah, they were doing a play on um, The Shining. Really? Yeah, and um, Brian Brian Cranston was um, Jack, uh, Jack. Yeah, uh, Jack Torrance, and hmm. he was like hacking down. Um, a door trying to trying to get his wife to drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> what? And then at the end, the Mountain Dew is the blood in the hotel. What? It was really creepy, and I was like, "Why do you think this is going to sell soda?" Because it's extreme. Because <laughs> it's, it's Brian Cranston. It was so lame. Is he hard up for money. And or then something? at the end, at the end, he's the twins, and they just kind of like turn towards each other and drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's so. Weird. It was so weird. That sounds, but that's crazy. And I thought that the baby peanut was stupid. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Somebody made a comment on Twitter. I, I saw it on Instagram or something, but they, uh, it was a screenshot. They said, yeah. I would crush baby peanut up and feed it to baby Yoda. Yeah. People are really trying to make this uh, baby Yoda, baby <laughs> yeah, peanut thing I don't know happen. Why. It's not it's happening. Dumb. Well, they, they, before the Super Bowl, they made a big deal about Mr. Peanut dying. Yeah. And the death Kobe. of Mr. Peanut. And, not, uh, not the best laid out. It derailed set of ads. Once, once Kobe died, it kind of derailed their campaign. Well, they, they were trying to set up the whole baby peanut thing. So, it was weird. Bad timing. Yeah. <laughs> bad circumstances. I hate it when ad companies do that. What? When they jump on a trend like that, like the Baby Yoda thing. So now we're You think have... it was a, a copycat trend? Absolutely. Really? Absolutely do. Wow. You know, there's a Twitter. Why do we have baby everything? There's a live video feed of a baby peanut in a crib that you can tweet and tell it to do stuff and they'll make it do it. Gross. It's weird. It's super. So weird. It's like a baby cam, like up in a corner, and it's just like overlooking this little CGI baby peanut. Is it a zombie? I don't know. <laughs> oh, speaking of baby cams, Jude and I finished Servant. Oh, oh did yeah. you finish it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it? You look like you liked it. Uh, I don't know that I did like it. I don't know that I hated it either. Mm. It was super weird, and I'm glad that I watched it. It left a lot. Unresolved. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. and I, I yeah. when it was the fa- final episode, just, I was like, that I, can't be the last I episode. Feel, I feel like it ended just <laughs> when it was really starting to get super intriguing and then it was over. Yeah. There was like a lot of weird stuff going on in it and uh, it just got weirder. So they're going for like season two. Come back and find out the mystery. Yeah. I hate that yeah. stuff, man. I don't know if there, there's enough story to be told for season two, <laughs> honestly. Oh. Like they they kind of just ended the the current story and it's just did, like oh did the mom ever figure out that the baby's not real no <laughs> really no she, no she did she did yeah spoiler alert the baby oh, girl I know I'm just kidding what's that the current baby I don't give a shit yeah. about spoilers <laughs> no re- remember the Pure reverted spoilers. back to the, the doll and and she remembered what happened because oh, of a domestic yeah. d- dispute right oh, now yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, right, fight, I I have to fight, remind fight, you fight, what what happens in shows. <laughs> It's like an episode of Jerry Springer. I remember this. Jude will either fall asleep or she's on her phone during like the episode. She'll be like, what happened? <laughs> or I'm like three glasses of wine. Yeah. And- oh, man. All right. That's it for today's podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, tune in next week for the next set of awesome topics. And if you would like to become a patron of this podcast, you can go to Salty Nerd or patreon.com slash Salty Nerd Podcast and throw us a dollar and get some exclusive content and a sticker or two or whatever I can mail to you. And, hey, um, Alex, uh, my skin's been really dry lately. Uh, can you tell me where I can get some subtle. some uh, <laughs> all organic so uh, moisturizer? So subtle. You can go to organicallywonderful.com. Go to the checkout counter. Pick your... <laughs> 
pick your products and type in Salty15 to get 15% off of your totally organic, non-toxic beauty products, whether it's a body scrub, a body butter, or a dry shampoo, or a oil. All of the above. Uh, treat your skin right and don't put a bunch of crappy chemicals on it. Go to organicallywonderful.com and the code is Salty15. Uh, let's do our uh, our Twitter nonsense. Matt Vader, where can they find you and yell at you on Twitter? Uh, Matt Vader 74. Cool. Anywhere yeah, else? Everywhere else. Uh, well, YouTube, not really. I'm there, but not. It's okay. Neither am I. Instagram. Um, <laughs> Twitch, I think. Uh, you need to start doing I'm, that more often. I'd watch uh, you play video games. I'm, I'm not that exciting. It doesn't have to be exciting. You know, and the other. You watch. The other stuff. So, Jude, where, they, where can they yell at you about movies on On Instagram media? and Twitter at I am Jude Juju. You changed it. I did. I, I wanted to simplify things. <laughs> I, I miss I, like I am the, the Jew. I like all the underscores. <laughs> <laughs> now it just kind of sounds racist. I, so. <laughs> I didn't want to have to keep saying underscore all the time. I am the Jew. I miss that one. Anyway, it's, maybe that's all oh, that's I your am t-shirt. Jude Juju. We are going to make you a t-shirt. It's going to be the um, the ambassador of estrogen i'm excited I'm i finally get to be in the cool kids club yep i'm wearing my my salty justice warrior with our matching flannels yep boom and uh matt kadish where can they find you and where can they buy your books they can't find me anywhere <laughs> i'm off <laughs> you've had enough of this king, nonsense king incel <laughs> at matthew kadish k-a-d-i-s-h on twitter and instagram uh fbgroup.com uh for facebook and uh, kadishbooks.com if you want to check out my novels. Cool. And we just had a, a, a Patreon and a listener of the podcast buy all of your books. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, he bought three and he realized that he bought the wrong one. Oh, no. <laughs> so he had to buy the other two. <laughs> Shout out to Ro for, for supporting the podcast and supporting no questions? us. Do we have, no, I didn't get any comments on my tweet. Do we have any new patrons? Nope. Yeah, we suck. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, guys, yes. for that reminder. Yes, we'll just go I, kill ourselves. I, I do. <laughs> Start orbiting the ship. <laughs> I do have some packages heading out to our Patreons. We've got Nick, Haas, and Ro. Uh, they're on the windowsill right there. I'm going to ship them out today. They've got some mugs, some cool little trinkets, uh, and some T-shirts and stuff like that. So they'll be heading out. So uh, keep an eye out for those. i got to ship one to Australia. Are you, are you recycling boxes over there? Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> I want a mug. You want a mug? I want a mug. Okay, I'll order you a mug. Yay. Anybody else? Just text me. All right, guys. Have a great day, and (laughs) thanks for listening.